Welcome once again to EWTN's Bookmark. I'm Doug Keck, your host. Our guest author, Donna Marie Cooper O'Boyle, well known to the network. Two books, 30 Marian Eucharistic Visits, Adoring Jesus with Mary, that's proudly published by EWTN. And another book, Diary of a Future Saint, Faustina's Incredible Journey, published by our friends at Marian Press, both available through our EWTN religious catalog. Naturally, EWTNRC.com for all things Catholic. Good to see you again. Good to see you, Doug. Okay, Thank it's you been a little while, been, but... Well, uh, we had that pandemic. Right, kind of... Kind of messed things up. Create that, create that separation there, but it's great to have you Thank here. Thank uh, And on the network. And uh, let's talk about 30 Marian Eucharistic Visits, Adoring Jesus with His Mother. Now, this is a book you, that's been published by EWTN. Was this your idea for this book? Yes. I've had that idea for a while to write about, you know, Eucharistic visits, to take Mary along with us, and so it was just percolating in my heart, and, and then it just kind of happened during this time of the Eucharistic revival. You mm -hmm. know, I talked to EWTN Publishing about it, and and it's coming out at the, it just came out at the right time. Right, absolutely, perfect timing mm -hmm. as far as the year. Why the, why the Blessed Mother connection for you? Why did you think that was important to add mm. that into the adoration? Yeah, that's a great question. Well, you know, Jesus and Mary are inseparable, you know, from the beginning, from the Annunciation. You know, she's, she was always a co-redeemer with him, worked along with him, mm -hmm. and even as a little child and a little baby, his first prayers, you know, and she, she nurtured him not only with nursing him and taking care of him, but, uh, you know, just the tenderness of a mother. And so she is so attentive mm -hmm. to our prayers, and she wants to perfect them and offer them to him. She's always telling us, right. do whatever he tells you. So right. she's the perfect one to take with us to adoration, you know, and she's so loving and gentle, and right. she just wants us to come see her son. What would you say to somebody, they say, well, you know, you Catholics are always inserting Mary into yeah. this. I mean, you're finally you're, mm -hmm. you're talking to Jesus directly, and you yeah. still gotta insert Mary. Well, he loves his mother, doesn't he? Okay. He would want us to love his mother, too. And she is just amazing in, in perfecting our prayers, and helping us and guiding us closer and closer right. to him. Father Ed Broom uh, <clears throat> wrote the foreword. He said, in these 30 Marian Eucharistic visits, you will learn through the Immaculate Heart of Mary to ponder the presence of Jesus, to talk heart to heart with him, and to fall more in love with him. How does she help you do that? Oh, because <clears throat> she knows everything about him, first mm -hmm. of all. You know, and so many of the saints, like St. Louis de Montfort used to say, you know, we need to, that Jesus came into the world through our Blessed Mother, and our Blessed Mother, through her, he right. will reign in the world. And he used to say, get to know Mary. The more you get to know Mary, the more you get to know Jesus. So there's so much we could say about that, but in a nutshell, mm -hmm. you know, she she's everything. She's right. so amazing. We don't now, worship her, we honor her, right? right. Absolutely, <laughs> we make that distinction. In the preface, you say, I begin this labor of love on a special feast day. Now, is every book a labor of love, or was this a special labor of love? Well, I think it was a Every book is, actually. Every book is a journey for me. Every mm -hmm. It's amazing what unfolds during the writing of the books. But um, yeah, they're all labors of love, <laughs> love, and I, I do it for the glory of God and the good of His people, as Mother right. Teresa used to tell me, you know? Right, absolutely. You say, I wish to provide teaching and inspiration for you to take to your Eucharistic visits, for it was during time I spent with our dear Lord in Eucharistic adoration that I received His unfathomable mercy, love, wisdom, and graces, and where I grew closer to Him. Do you think 
a lot of people miss that point mm. and, and don't understand what the idea of adoration really right. is about. Yes. Um, they think they need to talk to the Lord when it's really a great opportunity for the Lord to talk to you, isn't right. it? Right. Sometimes my prayers are silent. You know, right. sometimes our prayers, we can come to Him in tears. We can come to Him with nothing to say but offering our heart. And you might recall I had a crazy right. life. You know, I wrote that memoir. I the remember Kiss the book, right, Jesus. yes. And it was during... It was quite surprising <laughs> to read that book. Was it? Here's this calm person, and I'm talking, I'm yeah, like, wow, you had an interesting background people didn't there. know about that, all <laughs> right. that crazy stuff, but right. Jesus healed me so right. much right. through adoration, through mm -hmm. those times spent with him in the middle of the night sometimes right. and steal away to the church or whenever I can sneak away. And that was where I've, right. I experienced so much healing and, and peace. Well, you talk about, obviously, uh, our Lord asking Peter, couldn't you keep watch for me for one hour, meaning in adoration? And you said, let's ask our mother Mary to help us stay awake. Right. Because she, it, How does she help you stay well, awake? Well, because they couldn't, remember, right, they couldn't absolutely. stay awake. They right. fell asleep, and our Lord said, why couldn't you just stay awake? Well, she because she can prod us, you know, to, to go to Jesus. And while we're there, I even have in the book, mm -hmm. um, at each reflection, you know, ask our our mother, Mary, right. ask your guardian angel too, you know, keep, because our mind goes all different places or we're tired or whatever. So when you finally get there, and it's okay if you end up falling asleep. I know Father Andrew used to sometimes fall asleep, mm -hmm. but then he'd get up and start walking and praying the rosary and, you know, so, Mother Mary will definitely help us in every single way when we visit her son. Right. In the introduction, you, you quote, uh, I think this is the cure of ours, our Lord is hidden there in the tabernacle waiting for us to come and visit him and make our requests to him. Mm -hmm. uh, you also say, let us remember that it was Jesus himself who gifted us with his mother. Yes. As he was dying on the cross from our, for our salvation, here is your mother, God, obviously with John. Yes. And, and that, obviously, as Catholics, we see that yes. as, as, in effect, him giving Mary to the whole church. To the whole church, right. absolutely. So Jesus gave us his mother, his, the eminent gift of his own mother. So why not take her to adoration with us? Right. Now, a, the second book we're going to talk about has to do with the young Faustina, but you could say when St. Faustina and other saints couldn't go to chapel, they adored our Lord wherever they were. How did they do yes. that? Yes. Well, sometimes she just <clears throat> offered her heart, whatever church or, you know, at a distance and just prayed to our Lord. But she believed, Jesus showed her during his visits with her, mm -hmm. that Holy Communion stayed with her until the next time she received. So she actually adored our Lord within herself even, I within see. her own okay. heart and soul. She was united to Him. And so we can learn from her that we can do that too. Mm, just interesting, to, you know. I hadn't thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. In practical details, and you were kind of alluding to this earlier, each visit spiritual exercise will include four elements. The first, we'll go through one at a time. Mm -hmm. Ponder, usually mm -hmm. a verse or a quote. Right, scripture okay. or from a saint. Or, and so to set the tone for that particular right. reflection. Right, and then you reflect for a reflection of, or a story, that's the second part. Right, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like Jesus and Mary, there's something in their lifetime, or a story from an apparition, approved right. apparitions. And the third is prayer. Right, kind of guiding the person who's there in, to, to pray. Right, and then savor. Right. What do you mean savor? Well, I like to put things in those terms so that we can actually savor those graces, savor um, that time with our mm -hmm. Lord. So our Lord is working on our hearts. We might have an insight or, or you know, we might feel a resolution like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I should really, you know, our Lord talks to us. So 
and the Holy Spirit right. while we're there. And, and I even have places where you can write down, make, your, notes. make right. notes right in the book right. to savor that time. And even after you leave your time of adoration, right. wherever it might be, to savor um, what our Lord has done to your right. heart, you know, and pray for the graces and the mercy, you know, to continue to right. put one foot in front of the other, to walk in faith and to help others to know about His true presence. And, and you find it helpful to write it down because uh, sometimes we, we, we forget. We forget. We're I, like, I what was that? Something struck me and now I can't remember what it was. I know right? I have trouble because I have so many things I need to write down. Right. I don't have right. time. Right. But when I see them later, I say, right. oh my gosh, right. I forgot about that. And writing down also, as the sisters knew years ago, writing it down helps you remember it. It does. You know, it, it, does. it, it, it adds it into your mind much mm -hmm. better. Now you say, in addition, there are spaces available, what are we talking about, to record yeah. lights, insights, and resolutions. What's the difference between getting a light and getting an insight in your mind? Oh, well, a light maybe from the Holy Spirit or from our Lord or even the Blessed Mother nudging us. Um, insight, you know, still inspiration, you know, insight mm -hmm. into, into some deep mystery that we're meditating upon because right. I even give suggestions in there about uh, what to meditate upon, what graces yeah. to ask for. You don't have to do any of this, but you, it, right. can guide, it can ways guide, it can guide, it can guide for a person, yeah. you know, if you, you, as you say here, you don't need to read this book chronologically either. Right. So really, you can use it all, use the parts that work for you, right. wh whatever helps you. You can take you. it and go through a month with it every right. day, 30, or you can just pick it up each time. But the other thing was the resolution you mentioned. Right, And right. that would be something we do on our own. We move our will to resolve to do something. So we feel inspired to maybe get to Mass tomorrow morning. We weren't planning on it or something, and we can do it, and then we say, okay, I'm going to resolve to do that. That kind of thing. Right, and you, and you have a, a whole series of different uh, topics that you deal with, mm -hmm. you know, seeking conversion of sinners with Mary. Uh, I like how you have here, uh, several of the ones you deal with are uh, the apparitions of Our Lady, yes. which you have here, Fatima and Lourdes and Guadalupe. One of the ones that uh, struck me was in here having to do with dealing with fear mm. and and giving up fear with Mary. Why did you focus on fear and, well, in relation to Our Lady? Well, a few different things for us and Our Lady. Well, we just have been through that pandemic and different things. Mm. People are fearful of so many things lately. And, and there's so much going on in the world. It's, it's only natural to feel fearful. Right. But our Lord wants us to give our fear to Him. Our Lady wants us to uh, take it from us, and she had to live in fear herself, but she moved her will. You know, she was, you know, St. Joseph was awakened in the night, you know, you have to move. <laughs> and things that happened in her life, we can imagine she must have, even though she was such a faithful, mm -hmm. beautiful, prayerful woman, you know, she was human like us. She also had feelings. And so she knows our feelings, and we can take our fears right. to her. Right, and obviously, uh, when the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary, it was because, and, you yes. know, these are things that she had to ponder, as right. you said, and, and mm -hmm. thought about. Exactly. Uh, and obviously, the great John Paul, the Saint John Paul II, always love him. Yeah, be not afraid. Be not afraid was a, a, a mantra his of his yeah. to tell people to, and especially I yeah. think in the world today, I think maybe we didn't quite understand yeah. it as much when he was saying it. Right, uh, we didn't. Kind of preparing ourselves. He reminded uh, us so many times. <laughs> right. Uh, it's also good here, uh, in, in number 16, uh -huh. learning to worship like Mary. Right. Not worshiping Mary, but exactly. worship like Mary. How does one worship like Mary? Well, you have to go to Mary and pray to her. And, and during, even when Jesus was a baby, even though she, he was her baby, she still worshiped him as the Son of God. And I've 
you know, I, I've learned all of that through writings of the saints and, mm -hmm. you know, deep prayer. And, and so we can learn so much from Mary that she, even though Jesus was her son, she worshiped him as the son of God. Right, right. Now also with the idea you ended up with 30, I'm assuming that's because it equals like a month or something, well, or why 30, was it 30? 30 is <laughs> a pretty good, good number. number. I like 40, but you, you might not want to do 40 because mm -hmm. people tend to think, okay, 30 is more doable, I could do it in a month, well, you, but you don't have to do it in mm -hmm. a month. You could just do it whenever you go to, you know, um, adoration. Right. So I just came up with that number and EWTN Publishing liked that right, number. Right, that's right. Uh, there, there <laughs> I you didn't go. want to say 31, I, so 30 sounds better. 30 is a nice round number. Uh -huh. Also with this, I mean, would you mm -hmm. say to somebody, because sometimes people say, well, I like to use this, then I feel, I, mean, I can't always get to yeah. adoration. Mm -hmm. Is this something, in a sense, I could do in my house? Yes, because like, like, like you said, Faustina, like Faustina and the Saints adore would do. Jesus in her own heart right, and soul. Right. You could do it in your own home. Also important to remember in case we don't get into this. People might say, oh, I don't have time for adoration. I don't have time to go for an hour, and I don't have time when, when they have adoration and the Blessed Sacraments and the Monstrance, I, I'm working, or this and that. <clears throat> I'd like people to know that Jesus is the same Jesus in the tabernacle or the Monstrance. Right. Get there when you can. Also in your heart, like St. Right. Faustina. Um, and if you don't have an hour, you've got 15 minutes right. maybe, 10 minutes on the way home from some. So give Jesus that visit, even if it's not an hour. Some people don't do it because right. they're afraid it's not long enough. Right, well that's one of the ones too. We <laughs> set up these, these, these uh, what we have to achieve, and if we can't right. do that, mm -hmm. we end up doing nothing. Yes. And we make the, you know, the perfect, the enemy of the so, good. Right. Uh, I mean, the like benefit of getting even here at the network, the great thing yeah. is that everything comes out from the chapel right. and yeah. you can be walking by from one part of the campus right. to the other and be able to just stop Bow in. Bow your head. And you know, for, you, yeah. yeah, exactly. And just stop in and, uh, and pray for a minute or two, you exactly. know, kind of, and get that kind and of And you know who, the evil one, he would want people to think, oh, you don't have time for adoration. You've got this, this, and this. Oh, you're very busy. You're doing you're, you're very busy. important work. Oh, this is important work. But if we don't put, right. if we don't pencil Jesus into our, right. or with pen into our to-do list. Right. Well, know. Mother used to say that too. <clears throat> she used to say to people when we were working on projects and stuff, yeah. I think that's great, she said, but you know, mm -hmm. you if you need sustenance, you've got to go into that chapel. That's I'd right. rather have you that's go right. in that chapel and pray yes. for a period of time in front of our exactly. Lord. Exactly. Um, to keep things going, exactly. then be working till midnight. Yeah, we can't uh, do it on our own. No. On our own, and that's what we strength. see burnout. And sometimes exactly. we've seen that with wonderful people right. who are doing wonderful work, but kind of uh, you mm -hmm. know get, get out in front of the Lord in some yeah. ways. And that, yeah, and that's easy to do. Right. So that's why it's important to take right. the time, even ten minutes, go see our Lord. Right. Right. Because you might have some other insights for you about what right. maybe <laughs> you need to be doing. Well, He gives you that. He floods that peace into your heart. Right. And just gives you that relief and, and gives you nourishment right. and strength to go on. Right, absolutely. So this book is 30 Marian Eucharistic Visits Adoring Jesus with His Mother, and that's an EW10 book. We'll go, now go to another book that's, uh, when did this come out? Diary of a Future Saint, Faustina's Incredible Journey. Just a few weeks ago. Okay, so it was uh, like the timing was going to be earlier in the year, mm -hmm. but then with, you know, publishing and paper and you know how that goes, right? Right. Things change. Absolutely. Now, you've written multiple books having to do with Faustina, is that yes, true? Yes, yes. This is um, my third one. The other, uh, well, Marion Press came to me and asked me to write on her. Marion Press is the publishers up at Stockbridge, right? Yes, yes. I love that, that shrine. Right. I love that place. And uh, Yeah, we love Father Chris and oh all the guys. Oh my gosh. Right? Uh, yes. He's amazing. 
so full of energy. Right. But so they asked me to write on St. Faustina, so I wrote 52 weeks with St. Faustina, Year of Grace and Mercy, and it's a whole year's worth of uh, study and everything. Mm -hmm. And then we, uh, then I did Divine Mercy in a Woman's Life, Milestones okay. Along the Way mm -hmm. for Women. And then I felt like I needed to write her biography for middle uh, school students and above, because I wanted younger people to be able to understand and learn from her. That's you know? what this book is. Yes, but then as the you know people read the manuscript and even the publisher said, whoa, this is for adults too. But I did have an illustrator. I found one and I did, right. I did have him put some nice illustrations in there so it can be very attractive. Right, and also gives it in some ways a little more of a teen look almost to yes, it. Yes, yes, so that it. they can, you know, real, and there's a family I know reading it now and she just told me she is just loving it and a 25-year-old mm -hmm friend of mine, Kevin, he said, oh my gosh, this is blowing my mind, mm -hmm. uh, her life. Right. He didn't know. Is it because they they just never attempted to understand mm -hmm. better, or they, they heard about her, but they yeah. never had a book that they, they felt mm -hmm. was easy enough for me? Right. I could probably read this book. They read the diary or parts of it. They right. feel intimidated because right. it's not in chronological order, as right. you probably know, right. and different things, and they just never had the time, you know, right. and then they finally have the book and they're reading it, and I wrote it by the grace of God in a novel-type fashion. Mm -hmm. So it's like a page-turning. So it's a story. It's a story, yes. Yeah, from narrative. From when, she's be, um, when she's, from when she's born all right. the way through. Her life story. Mm -hmm. Now, what was your connection? How did you get connected with Divine wow. Mercy? Wow, well, um, I think, well, I've always loved St. Faustina, a, a spiritual director I had years ago, you know, told me about her. And I, I love Divine Mercy. I didn't know as much about it then as I did throughout all that my research in the last few years. But Marianne Press, when they asked me to write that first book, wow, I just delved into it. And St. Faustina came alive to me. I consider her like a sister and a friend. Mm -hmm. And I have a relic, I, and I ended up going to Poland, leading a pilgrimage oh, okay, there I wasn't right. even planning on right. doing. And um, so I, I carry her relic with me on my rosary and my pocket on a little chaplet. And, I just, um, the more and more I learned about her, and I prayed throughout the writing like I always do, and I feel like she guided me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, even though it's written, uh, mm -hmm. like you said, in a narrative form, almost like a, a, a story book, you also have, though, at the end of chapters, mm -hmm. something to think about, mm -hmm. pray, and a merciful action. Why did you insert that into a book like this? Well, I guess I can't help myself. I'm a mom, <laughs> a grandmother, and a teacher. And so I always like to encourage and help, you know, so I'm saying, you know, here's some things to think about that you just read in the chapter, and I mm -hmm. put it in terms of their own life. I help them to see divine mercy in their life and how to turn to mercy, God's mercy, and how to become a merciful person to impart that mercy to others. Then I give them something to do, too, you know, right. to do a merciful action and to also pray. Right. So I'm trying to keep them praying and being merciful and as they go through the book. And being open. Being open. Right. Uh, this is the this is always the tough one. Take a few minutes to think about St. Faustina's encounter with Jesus in the disguise of a beggar at the very beginning of the chapter. Mm -hmm. What would you do if it happened to you? That's always the one that's like, yeah. you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I put that at the very beginning of the book, even though it happened later. I open it up with this really compelling scene uh, to draw the reader in into this miracle and right. Jesus appearing to St. Faustina. And, and um, we, you know, we, it's 
Jesus is in everyone. And right. Mother Teresa used to say that all the time. Right. Jesus in the distressing disguise of the poorest of the poor. Right. And how we are to take care of these people and not just walk past. Right. Even just a smile, even right. just a kind word or offer of a prayer if someone's upset or something. Again, it's one of those things too that you can at least do something. Yes. It, it, it you can always be, do something. It, it doesn't have pray. to be 100%. It yeah. doesn't have to be this or, mm -hmm. or it doesn't have to be what somebody else has mm -hmm. the ability to do. Right. It's what God gave you right. to do. Yeah, your well, gift. Just right. even even a prayer later. Absolutely. Maybe you couldn't do anything, but later you're praying right. for that Well, that's person. what we talk about with our support and audience yeah. with people, you know. Uh, yeah. Pray for us. Exactly. That's what the sisters are doing. They're praying for us. They're praying for everybody. Yes. Uh, but that's really, really important. Yes. Now, I guess one of the questions would be, with younger people, is mm -hmm. there a particular message of St. Faustina that you think mm -hmm. younger people really need to hear? Mm, yes, that's a very good question, Doug, because I think a lot of younger people struggle with peer pressure and identity issues and, oh my gosh, there's so much going on in the world today, I don't have to tell you that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they, they need all the help they can get. Now look at St. Faustina. She was just a simple peasant farm girl, but God lifts the lowly. God lifted someone that other people considered insignificant. Right. E the, even the superiors who met her at the door when she was knocking to get into the convent, trying to get into it. Jesus said, you're going to get into the convent. They, they said, uh, you know, murmured, oh, she's, she's nothing special, she's right. insignificant. And so she was just really, she didn't have much education, a year and a half, that's it, because they moved out the older she kids. She was like a kitchen sister or whatever they Yeah, the them, second right? choir, because right, she right. just did the work and everything. But between the pots and pans and all the stuff she did, she was ministering to all the right. people and showing Christ's love. And she answered the door, right? That's where she, she found that beggar, and right. that was Jesus, yeah. yeah. So just like so many of the other saints, they put him right. in that lowly position, position yeah. and that's where God works. Right, you see that so much, obviously Bernadette. Yes. And Lord's right. And, right, her situation, or the mm -hmm. Fatima children. Mm -hmm. uh, our Lord appearing to these, the, the least likely Very people humble. you would think he, he would but faithful. appear to. Very right. faithful. And Jesus uses humility and great faith, and he increases that faith right. as we, we trust him. Like right. St. Faustina learned to do, trust Jesus, the signature line on the Divine Mercy image. Right. Jesus, I trust in you. Because right. that was a mammoth mission put on right. her shoulders to carry that message to the world of divine mercy. Well, I would think also, especially in the world we live in today, especially for younger people, uh, and even for you know the millennials yeah. on down mm. kind of a group, trust is really an issue. They they really right. live in a situation with, you know, divorce is I rampant, uh, problems in government, problems in the church. Uh, being disappointed in people that you thought you could count on, right. uh, which leads you to believe, I, I can't count on or trust anybody. Exactly. So th that's really hard for them. Imagine growing up now. Right. <laughs> it was hard enough when we grew up, right? Yeah, so St. Faustina could teach us to trust our Lord for His holy will for our lives. Right. Now, what would be something that <clears throat> in doing this book, did you find anything new? Uh, well, I always find something new, but one of the things I found in this book um, was you know, her merciful heart ever since she was little. Mm -hmm. She always looked for someone to take care of, and um, there was this old man living in a closet under a staircase in one of the places where she was a domestic and did her nanny work. So she always would go to him and talk to him or bring him food, and finally she sensed that she should call a priest, but he was bitter and he didn't want anything to do with it. She just kept loving him all every day when she saw him. She finally, by the grace of God, got him to the point of 
accepting the priest to come to give him the sacraments of the Eucharist and confession, and he died the following day. Mm -hmm. So it was his ticket to heaven in a right. sense. So I loved hearing, I loved finding out about her mercy she mm -hmm. gave to people even when she was younger. And there's so much more too I learned um, in my research. Right. I don't know if we have time. Right, no, absolutely, that, those kinds of things. Uh, mm -hmm. Now as far as the, the illustrations, you said you found somebody yeah, to do I that. Yeah, I actually you, found them. You want yeah. to tell, tell us, how I, did you find I, them I, and who are they? I <laughs> like to find illustrators. I like to almost like discover somebody too. Um, well, I just happened to see this artist's comment on someone else's Instagram post about mm -hmm. a picture of St. Joseph or something that he said he was going to do someday. Mm -hmm. well, I looked him up, looked him up, looked at his art and everything, and I approached him and I asked him, and he was very happy to be given this invitation. And so I will. I work closely with my illustrators to get the, you know, say exactly what I'd like it mm -hmm. to be, and um, right. to, port, you know, to be able to convey what's being said in that particular chapter. So, yeah. So that he's right. great, and uh, I'm very happy that he was able to illustrate the book. Right. Okay. So with these books out there now, I'm sure you're you're out on the stump, so to speak, <laughs> uh, promoting these books. <laughs> on uh, the stump. With that, with the case, uh, are you planning on working on another book? You got something in the works? Is, that, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> 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 you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, that's a funny question, Doug, because I never knew when I wrote the first book. Mm -hmm. I didn't know I was going to keep going. But God right. keeps me so busy with trying to help people to heaven, mm -hmm. trying to give, you know, give, yeah. So I already have a few. Right going on. <laughs> okay, so, well, when you finish those... And for grandmothers, too. Oh, I have for a, grandmothers. a devotional, I, 365 devotional okay. coming out okay. next year, I think. Okay, yeah. well, when that comes out, let us know. We'll okay. be happy to have you back. Thank you. Always, always a pleasure Thank to see you. you. Thank Very you. calming influence, Donna Marie Thank Cooper you. Boyle, two books, 30 Marian Eucharistic Visits, Adoring Jesus with Mary, published by EW10 Proudly, and another book, Diary of a Future Saint, Faustina's Incredible Journey, published by our friends at Marion Press, and both available through our EWTN Religious Catalog. Check them out, check us out next time, right here on EWTN's Bookmark. Thanks.